Welcome back to another Steam, Steal, and Murder adventure. Tonight, we continue with a sidetrack adventure using the BX Dungeons & Dragons system from the 1980s. Tonight's players are Adam, Steve, James, and Bill. Folks, I do some work editing and writing, and sometimes a bit of layout for various RPG companies out there. And one of my favorite guys to work with is Reed Sanfilippo. His most recent Kickstarter is ending in less than one week. I've had the pleasure of doing some work on this, and I hope you'll check it out. Search for the American Road Atlas and the American Unnatural. That's with a U, not an A. Links are in the show notes. On May the 11th, another Kickstarter will hit that I have a small part in. David Beatty is releasing his Darker Trails Weird West game to Kickstarter land. This one also uses the Dungeon Crawl Classic system. Please give his work some love as well. And last, but certainly not least, I've had the pleasure to work with a group of game masters that host various Twitch and YouTube channels for an endeavor we're calling the Notorious DMG. Please check out their links in the show notes as well. Now, on with the show. All right, we're back with our second episode in our BX Classic Dungeons and Dragons game. And I'm just going gonna go down the list here. And uh, Adam, uh, tell us your character. We have Nestor Nettles, the, uh, let's see, was it medium veteran? Veteran medium? I forget the order there. The uh, lawful elf. And Steve. Uh, my character is Jazzban, the um, human locksmith. And James. I am playing Samaj, the human fighter. And new to the game, Bill. Hey everybody, I'm playing Radnor the Large. He's a human magic user. All right, and uh, Radnor has always been part of the caravan. Uh, he was just quiet last episode. <laughs> Those that were here, let's have a recap, everybody. Um, we'll start with Adam, just give a little bit, and we'll share it out between the other two that were here. Yes, we found ourselves in Threshold, uh, about to depart on our exploration uh, as cartographers and scouts for uh, Duke Stefan. And uh, prior to leaving town, uh, I'd engaged in a conversation with a merchant from Darokin, and uh, we talked about perhaps uh, being of some use for him uh, as we uh, continue with our main mission as uh, explorers and scouts. Sure. Someone else chime in with anything else you remember from last session. Um, like all responsible party members, we decided to go to a tavern and uh, drank some ale, started playing some axe-throwing games, and we talked to the locals, and we discovered there was... Um, a tower, Tintagel Tower, which um, we need to go and investigate. And there was a young chap in there. And I think for 10 silver pieces, he said his father would navigate us through a swamp to get us to this tower. And that's pretty much where we left the game. 
All right. Uh, you want to pick up the spare for the last person who hasn't spoken up? Any little things that you might remember? Uh, just remember the um, two older men, the uh, Teeny Brothers, I believe. And they pretty much said the same thing, where there was a, a man out there, a trapper, that would uh, could possibly uh, lead us out there, and that um, we could butter him up with a barrel of ale. Very good. So you're set to uh, meet in the morning. The, the young man is supposed to come back to the tavern where you have rooms uh, leased out. So unless you guys want to uh, have any kind of preparation scene the night before, we can just cut to the morning. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm good to go. That's good. All right. So your cavern uh, leader is basically uh, allowed you to go ahead and kit out from the wagons, take what you need, uh, does ask, he's going to send along someone with you to just do a basic cartography. Because that's part of your mission as well is to chart out the Duke's new lands. He is not going to be much help in a fight, uh, but he's really good at cowering. So he will get out of the way when necessary. Hmm. He won't slow you down. Uh, he's a, a fast artist, uh, and has a good eye for detail, dimension, and distance. Uh, so he promises that he will stay out of the way. If there is anything you want to requisition from the caravan that you don't have on your inventory sheets, uh, here is where you speak up. I think I'm good. Somebody have a, a grappling hook or anything similar? Uh, yes, I have a grappling hook with a uh, rope. Excellent. Okay, then while you guys are pulling out weaponry, checking out armor for the day, uh, the young man comes back. You notice that he has uh, a donkey, and there's an old man uh, kind of sitting astride it outside. He nods at all of you and says, well, my dad's ready to take you if you're ready to go. I think we're ready. Lead the way, please. Is small matter of the uh, other half of the retainer. I think your son will confirm that the other half comes upon arrival at the tower. <laughs> this is the son, actually. The, the old man's outside. All right. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll nod and says, ah, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we did agree to that, didn't we? Ah, oh, okay, okay, good enough. Uh, you packed, you ready? He looks everybody over. I believe our fighter's wearing full plate, is that correct? Um, no, not, uh... Oh, yeah, never mind, yeah, I did decide on full plate. All right, he looks at you a little hesitantly and says, uh, we are going to be traversing through swamp land. Um, I, I'm, I'm not one to tell a person how to protect himself, but that, the weight of that could cause a problem. Hmm, perhaps you're right, perhaps you're right. So, what kind of armor do you think would, uh, suffice to traverse uh he, he shrugs and says uh lightweights the is better uh chain would be fine i would suppose uh you're, you're welcome to wear the plate sir it's just that uh well i i i can't i can't speak for your your safety you tell me full play won't be good for my safety not in a swamp i'm not pulling you up <laughs> You're going to sink up to your chest. Oh, come on. I thought we were a team here. You're going to wear leather. I'm not pulling you out and <laughs> hurting my back, trying to lift your weight out of the swamp. Just go for leather. <sighs> nah, nah. 
Leather, no, but I will I will go down to chain. Chain. All right, don't say I didn't warn you. All right, well, he nods uh, as you do the swap out. Uh, he brings everyone out to meet his dad. I suppose I have to do the, the same. I, I am currently in plate. <laughs> you don't have to. He's just uh, laying out the possible problems of wearing plate in the swamp. Well, what do you think, fellas? I, uh... I'm telling you, last time I was in a swamp, there was quicksand, there was mosquitoes. Plate mail's a nightmare. You don't want to be wearing that. We're supposed to be professionals. Right, right. But uh, uh, part of professionals perhaps would be not not dying if we run into people who mean us harm. Well, you won't be running anywhere in plate mail in a swamp. I'm, I'm going to be running. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the plate. It's up to you. You wear what you want. But if you get into any trouble, I'm long gone. There we go. I can depend on you then. Yeah. I'm, anyway, any fool wears plate mail in a swamp, they're on their own. I'll risk it. You're risking it? Okay. So once that's sorted uh, and you folks are lit outside, his, uh, his old man has a passing resemblance to them. While the son's features are very kind of drawn and weasley looking, it doesn't help that he seems to be, you know, it's not even shy. It's uh, He just seems to like to fade into the background and to make himself as uh, unobtrusive as possible. Uh, the features on the father there are... While similar, very much more rugged, uh, he's just seems to have more of a strength of character to him. He eyes you guys very um, hard as you come out and just makes just gives just a simple nod. Once you're all collected, he says, um, well, seems my son here has taken some money from you. I can get you to where you're wanting to go. If it's this place that you're looking for, this Tintagel or not, can't say. Seems the rumors line up to what you told my son, though. There are a few rules to this caravan. You do what I say, you do when I say it. You choose not to follow those rules, well, I can't help you. Where we're going is dangerous, at least for partial stretches of the trip we're going through some swamp land we're going through some forest we're going to run into some well there's large spiders out there and they're quite smart i know some tricks to get by them there's also well the walking dead seem to inhabit the swamp lands as well hmm. awesome where's that cleric chap <laughs> <laughs> I've been back and forth a few times. I know the safe places to go. And he kind of looks up in the sky and says, we'll be traveling mostly by day, but there's no two ways about it. It's going to take two days of journey to get through the, where you want to be. A swamp's going to slow us down some. Horses ain't going to be much of help, but if you got a mule or an ass you want to bring, it might be helpful to you. We're going to be legging it for most of this. Okay. Well, we trust your judgment. And when he says bringing a mule or an ass, he is giving a hard eye to the very rotund wizard. <laughs> uh, we have that, don't we? We have. Um... Yeah, you do. We do. All right. Okay. Uh, what's his? Did we get his name? 
this old man? Jowzam. It's pretty similar to one of the party's names. <laughs> yeah. Raddor might accidentally give him the finger when he turns around after he gives me that look. <laughs> All right, Giles, then I say, we're good to go. Can you lead the way, please? The day's not getting any younger. Yeah, you all look provisioned well enough. I can provide some vittles from the forest and swamp myself for camp. You need not have to carry much in the way of provisions. If you're ready, let's go. We're ready. Lead on. All right, so Jalzam's going to be at the head of the party, and he is, uh, while he looks fit, you can tell that he does have a bad leg. It looks like, uh, you know, you can kind of see the scar uh, just below the knee. He's uh, wearing pretty traditional Trolladaran fashion, which is kind of a, a leathered skirt. Um, you know, it, it acts somewhat as armor as well, uh, and sandaled feet. But you can tell that that leg gives him some problems. So he's uh, he's not walking to start with. He is riding on the back of uh, this mule, and his son is uh, next to him. What kind of marching order are you guys having behind him, and how far behind are you following? Uh, where is the son? The son is not coming with us. No, he, he is. He's uh, oh, he next is. to Jowzam leading the mule. Right. Um, uh, I'd, be, I'd be happy to take point with uh, with Jowzam. I'll be up. I'll be up there too. Well, I guess that leaves me <laughs> at the back. No, actually, I'll, I'll take that back. I'll I'll stay in the back and watch the rear end. Okay. All right. So, so who do we have uh, right next to Jalzam? Is that the fighter? Uh, that'll be me, the elf, Nestor Nettles. All right. Sorry, I haven't gotten your voices down yet. So the elf is at the front. Then it'll be the magic user, Ratno. Is that correct? Yep. And then it'll be myself, the thief. And then the fighter at the back. Yep. All right. And the cartographer is going to be kind of probably next to the magic user. Uh, is the magic user on a mule? Yeah, he's not walking that whole way. Yeah, that's what I did. So the cartographer is going to be next to you as he's keeping his supplies in the mule's bag. Okay. So the first leg of this uh, actually starts off on a fairly well-traveled merchant's road. Dirt and stone, but it is uh, well-traveled. Uh, there's actually people coming and going, some merchants' uh, wagons as, he, as you're going by. He waves at a few. You're going off fairly early in the morning. There is still a little bit of a chill uh, to the day as it heats up. You guys are in the spring season. After several Beautiful hours. Beautiful day. Yeah. It seems to be a pretty good day as it uh, as the hours go by. It does start to warm up enough that uh, it's no longer chill. Good day, clear, no rain in sight. About two and a half, three hours into the trip, uh, he starts to take a uh, a right path. And while this is still a, a path, it cuts through the woodland. Um, at first, you think it's a game path, but as you continue on, you're noticing that there actually are stone pavers uh, beneath you. Uh, they're very old. Uh, they look like they were done by a much earlier civilization. <clears throat> Mostly overgrown, lots of uh, roots and brambles and rocks covering it, but it is most definitely a path. It looks like it used to be, at one time, a fairly wide road. 
Chazam, are you familiar with any more roads like this? Uh, ancient, perhaps, roads? Ah, uh, yeah. They litter the area. Cut through the forest into the swamps. You've, My uh, people you've... weren't the first here. Those before I us see. were empire builders. It seems. And uh, have you been within the uh, the tower itself, Jazam? A few times, a few times. Uh, as he says that, you notice that uh, his wounded leg, uh, he kind of involuntary twitches when you mention the tower. <laughs> Was that by yourself or uh, with companions? Ah, yes. Uh, he pulls out a wineskin as he, as he talks about it. Yeah, and he kind of raises it to the sky and drinks. Yeah, my youthful companions, may they rest in peace. Well, um, so Jalzan, um, uh, if I got this right, you went into the tower and you were the only one to come out. Ah, yes, yes, that was uh, that was years ago. Hmm. And uh, what kind of dangers were you facing in the tower? I mentioned uh, the restless dead in the area. Towers are littered with them. Mm. The dead do not lie easily there. And the things that are normally attracted to, to bones and death. Creatures that gnaw and feed on such. And can we um, expect any, any kind of surprises when we get to the tower? He scratches a chin a bit at that. As well, a few other of my friends that are trappers and furriers in the area have made mention of a, a were leopard that is hmm. in the area. A Okay. And I, how many? I've never seen her, but again, he kind of scratches his beard and says, "I'd I'd be on the lookout for any big cats." I see. All right. I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. All right, Jelzen. Uh, seems like you're the kind of guy we need to lead us there. Well, my son took the money. Uh, can't pretend not to need it now. The money was taken to lead you there. I made no, no promise to go in with you. I have no idea what you need with the tower and with the ruins, but... My job is to get you there, to get you back if I can, but I ain't going in. I respect that, and we'll honor that agreement. Well, we might honor it. It depends. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I'll help you where I can. I'm a fair shot with this here bow of mine. All right. All right, so it, uh, it's bit of conversation as you're cutting through the forest uh you're starting to notice that there is becoming um large web strands that you're seeing uh here and there through the foliage i mean thick like thick is like uh, a ship's rope Oof. at one point he dismounts from his mule um and his son takes control of it and he's being very wary where he steps and he motions you to follow exactly where he places his feet. Okay. Right. I mean, I'm following Radnor, so I don't know how graceful he is. I don't really, I can only follow. I'm on the other end of the spectrum from graceful. Yeah. <laughs> I got the good luck of following your footsteps, which is 
not something I'm overly pleased with, but we'll do our best. <laughs> the mules still seem to be okay in the footing. They're small enough and compact enough that the train isn't really bothering them. Um, you come to a particularly dense patch of woods uh, where the sun is almost blotted out uh, from above, from the overgrown canopy. And uh, Jowzam uh, puts up a hand and he says, stop. Make no motions towards your weapons. Not if you value your lives. Okay. I do what he says. Okay. He's standing very still. Uh, and he's kind of looking up into the canopy of trees. I'm thinking, could there be some antisocial elves or someone? He <laughs> <laughs> said there were spiders. So as you look and your eyes adjust to uh, the darkening of the wood, uh, you do notice that there's motion in the treetops. And you see, uh, you do see spiders uh, the size of a full-grown adult. Um, at least a dozen in the canopy above you. Uh, you start hearing a chittering sound. Um, it's very melodious, actually. And to your surprise, uh, Jowzam answers in the same sort of sing-songing rhythm uh, interspersed with uh, chitters and clicks that he's making with his tongue. I think we picked the right guide. Yeah, I don't think we would have made it past this part without him. <laughs> It takes all the fun out of it. Uh, right, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and uh, observe what's happening, what's going on. So obviously he's communicating with the spiders. So I'm just going to keep quiet and let him do his job. This goes on for a few minutes. Uh, you see uh, Jazam nod and the spiders disperse. Jazam. What what do you know of those creatures? Well, uh, well, they're intelligent. Uh, I've traded with them a few times. They're not overtly hostile. If you know where to mind your business, stay out of theirs. Mm. They seem to have a problem. Do they have a name? Ah, nothing to nothing to worry yourselves over. You said there's a, a problem. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, I'll 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 take care of it. They've been a safe passage, though. We'll be entering the swamp soon, though. If uh, you with keen eyes uh, help me keep a lookout, um, any kind of significant motion in the swamps, not, uh, not a good thing. As I said, the dead there are very restless. And there are some large reptiles as well. Uh, leeches. We'll have to clean ourselves if we need to get into any of the, the muck. The flow changes. The swamps aren't always in the same place. So again, follow close. I, uh, I'm actually going to secure myself uh, with a rope and uh, not tie it off to anything, but have tied it to myself ahead of time. Okay. And that's the elf speaking? Yep. That's All the right. elf. Is anyone else making any particular <laughs> safety precautions? No, I'm good. <laughs> I've, I've got me uh, leather armor on. I'll splash about if I fall in. I think I'm okay. I'm sure I'll be good. <laughs> These are the famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you enter the swamps. Uh, the light 
breaks through dense pieces of canopy. And so you have areas that are well lit in areas that are almost pitch black. Uh, Jalzam has taken out a long reed pole that he is using to carefully test the ground beneath him as he continues. Your mileage here is uh, definitely being cut down as he is slowly making his way, checking where the uh, the ground doesn't shift between his feet. He's having to detour a few times. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so here's what I'd like people to do. Um, first of all, uh, we are going to roll a D6 for sides. So I'm just going to go down the list and I'll rotate. Adam, if you can roll me a D6 and tell me what you get. You bet. Let's see here. I'm, uh, I'm using the Discord roller here, and it says one. Okay, tied. I also, I also rolled a one. All right, give me just a second. If it's of any bother, I mean, I, I guess uh, we all have individual initiative. I, I, oh, we're no, going we're by side, side, though, right? We're doing side right, initiative, right. yep. Well, I was going to say, I have that dexterity bonus, if that mattered. All right, since uh, you were warned by Jazam to keep a lookout, um, 70 feet off to your right side, you are seeing motion, um, what looks like solid ground, at least from this distance. Uh, you are starting to see uh, it shift, uh, and you're seeing, like, white stones? Eh, stones don't move like that. Uh, and then a skeletal hand reaches out of the muck and starts pulling itself out of the tar and mire and muck. You've got bits of uh, vegetation stuck to it. It's got rusty, ravaged armor still attached to its body. Uh, and its left hand, as it continues to pull itself out, has uh, like a rusty-looking sword. You see more hands breaching the surface, pulling themselves out. Contact. We gotta go. <laughs> we- uh, since you were instructed to keep an eye out, and Jazam was as well. Um, no, no surprise on your end. Um, and I rolled for them. No surprise on their end either. So we have an encounter. Uh, it's starting at a fairly, fair good distance of sixty feet or so. The problem that you're seeing is that Jazam is having to really be careful where he's choosing his path. Um, so. Flight might be an issue uh, as you're not going to be able to move very fast. So this is an initiative. We both rolled a one, so everything happens at the same time. Their action is they're pulling themselves from the muck, which is going to slow them down, uh, but they are heading towards your way at a much reduced speed. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to pull my short sword out of its sheath. I'm going to stay on my mount. Um... But I'm trying to urge the rest of the party to move. We've got to get out of here. And I'm, I got this gigantic magic user blocking the sun, so I can't really see what's happening ahead. But I'm just saying we should move. Free up. Let's go. All right. Uh, Jowzam uh, gives up, prodding with his bamboo staff, and he moves faster. But you can still. He's trying to pick a path by eye. I, uh, I'm gonna pull my. Uh... Are we, how deep are we in the, in the muck? He has kept you on solid ground thus far. So you're not in the muck. Okay. I'm going to stand my ground, uh, unlimber the longbow and start plinking. Okay, sure. If you want to go ahead and uh, make me an attack roll, get 
you'll actually get several of these before they get on you as uh, they're, they have not got sheer footing and they're very reduced in motion. Sure. But go ahead, make it a uh, The first one, <laughs> a three. <laughs> All right. So yeah, it goes wide. Uh, other actions? So I've heard from two of you. Uh, I'm going to draw my uh, sword and uh, ready my shield and just be watching the uh, thief's back. Okay. Um, is anyone following uh, Jao Zam, who is moving faster, but still not with a lot of alacrity? Radnor's going to follow him. All right. So you're getting um, your mule <laughs> to go. All right. I'll keep plinking until I guess the um, the last person has passed me, and then I'll, uh, depending on how close the skeletons are, I'll follow the last person. All right. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. Then I'm going to forgo a few rounds of rolling because they are just going to be continuing to you. You will get three more volleys, so you can go ahead and shoot three more times. Is anyone okay. else standing their ground, or is everyone following? No, Jeff? I'm pushing the magic user. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I only attack if anything gets uh, close to us. Yeah, are they are they moving faster than we are? I guess is the question. The skeletons. I know they're you know mucking it's really through. Hard to tell. Uh, it looks close. I was going to say, I look over my shoulder. How many, roughly? Half a dozen? Ten? Four. Four skeletons. Okay, that's well. Uh, Samaj, do you think we can take them? Let me. Let me. Take another shot here and see what happens. Yeah, I'm sure we could take them on. All right, I'm taking a second shot. 18. Nice. Yeah, they definitely hit. Roll some damage for that one. Is it a D6 for arrow? Yes. Yeah, six. <laughs> okay, it, it's a really good shot. Uh, tell me how it puts one of the skeletons down. Oh, it, uh, it, uh shatters the vertebrae and uh, uh the head lolls off as it collapses back into the muck all right you got two more shots all right next shot you may not even need my help you know what i love about doing it in discord is there's a record of it i got another 18 <laughs> that sounds good roll the damage all right here we go two okay uh, this, the arrow kind of lodges, uh, in its ribs, uh, and it seems to not be affected and continues on. And one more shot. So if I take this last, I was going to say, uh, will I be able to unlimber my sword with this third shot or should I not take the third shot to draw my sword and shield? I'll let you draw your sword and shield. Oh, okay. Even taking the shot. All right, here we go. Eh, not so good. Seven. All right, and that one's just going to fly wide. So during this time, you're taking your shots, and they're getting closer and closer. With that last shot, uh, the first of the skeletons uh, pulls himself up onto the more solid ground that Jowzam has uh, found for you guys. And um, we're going to restart the initiative now as they can close. So next person in line, um, Steve, why don't you roll me a d6 for your side? Okay. Four. They got a two, so you guys would go first. They will be able to close this round. Ah. So far, uh, Jiao Zam has broken into uh, you know, a good pace of moving. 
your magic user and the mule seem to be doing okay. They haven't gotten stuck in mire. Yeah, I'm following right up behind the magic user. Come on, let's go. We gotta go. Okay, so you're basically doing a full move. Yep. All right, other actions, guys. Anyone else? Timaj, are we uh, are we taking them? Oh yeah, you know it. All right, let's do this thing. Three on two. Not for long. Actually, is it only one skeleton pulled itself up, or did the other two manage as well? So far, just the one. Okay, oh, you should be able to take them one at a time. He said. All right. You guys are free to move towards it and get your attack in instead of waiting for it to close, whichever you'd like. Yeah, I'll take a run at them. All right, yeah, you said so first, so go ahead, uh, make a swing. He is, the skeleton has, the first skeleton is on solid ground. All right, and uh, 17 for an armor class of two. Nice. Okay, that'll hit, definitely. Do some damage. And seven damage. All right, uh, this is the one that had an arrow stuck in its rib cage. So, uh, yeah, describe you polishing it off. Yeah, so I just uh, rung up at it, take a uh, diagonal slash my sword, and go straight through the rib cage with it. All right, uh, the other person that ran up, uh, you can take a swing at one of the skeletons that haven't quite pulled himself up yet. All right, here we go. Well struck, Samaj. Let me join you. I also roll 17. All right, do some damage. And I think it's a D8 for a sword, right? It is. Three points. Okay, a uh, solid crack, and you hear some bones shatter, but it still seems to be emotive, uh, hungry, and coming towards you. Now, everyone else took a full move, so the skeleton's turn. Uh, the others pull themselves onto the ground. And I'm going to say that takes their, it's going to take their full turn. Um, it's going to take up all their, their movement. It's going to take a full move action for them to do this. So you all are on solid footing now facing these skeletons. Just two left. Two on two. After you, Samaj. Okay, it's, uh, it's a, new a new round. So James, why don't you roll a d6 for the round? Yeah, that'd be a five. So my one, so you guys will go first. And let's have the uh, the two fighters here that are uh, in the melee go for it. All right, I rolled an eight. I got a 13 for armor class six. Yep, uh, so the eight will miss, but the hitting armor class six, that'll work. Do your damage. Ooh, uh, eight with my strength be 10. Okay, um, since you didn't specifically say, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you the benefit, and you're going to take uh, the one that was not already injured, uh, so you're going to take out uh, one with full health. Uh, go ahead and describe how that happens. All right, yeah, so um, after uh, taking that last one, I'll uh, swing back around and lunge at the uh, uninjured one and uh, slice right through the that lower part of the spine and Take it down in half. All right, nice. Everyone else who is part of the caravan, are you guys continuing to run? No. I look over my shoulder, and I see the skeletons being taken care of. And I just say, yo, Jalzan, slow down. It's okay. Skeletons have been taken care of. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop 
when I hear that. All right. Uh, Jazam will take a look around, uh, see what's going on, and actually he'll draw his bow. Ah, uh, he goes wide. <laughs> All right, skeletons turns. Um, two of them left, one of them injured. So I'm going to put one on each of you guys. I think I missed both of you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they swing at you clumsily with their nicked and uh, rusted weapons. Uh, skitters off uh, the armor of uh who's wearing the full plate is that the elf yes nestor right so yeah the the blade skitters off your full plate nestor and the other one is just a full miss bill do you want to roll a d6 five my one uh you guys go again let's have the two that are in melee go first all right so there's one on each of you so you guys can go ahead and both roll how about you uh, a five. <laughs> uh, I got uh, 12 for seven. Okay. Uh, you hit. Do some damage. Yep. Uh, that'd be two. It's enough. Uh, that was the injured one. So how does it go down? Uh, seeing where he had uh, previously been injured, I try to make a slash at dad and um, take him down in that spot. Sounds good. And well struck rest of the party want to do anything? Uh, what happened to the two? I was looking at this melee. Both the remaining skeletons are completely finished off? No, there's still one standing. Um, I'm indecisive. I'm thinking about jumping off, and but then I'm thinking, no, I won't. No, I'm going to stay where I am. Does ammo shoot an arrow? Yeah, I got no bows and arrows. Okay. Uh, an arrow goes through the skull of the standing skeleton. Uh, however, it doesn't seem like it's enough to take it out fully. Huh. This will probably be the last round. Adam, go ahead and give us a D6 for the round. Alright, let me get ready. And that would be a 1. Ah, they go with a 5 first this time. So the last skeleton uh, whips out its... Uh, Used, it looks like it used to be a, like a two-handed sword, but it kind of broke off midway, and it uh, does a belly gash at you. Yeah. And misses. It just swings wide. You expected the rest of the length of the swords to still be there. Uh, how about you? I hit with an 18. All right. Do some damage. For one point. You know, it's enough. How's it go down? Oh, it... Uh, let's see here. It gets struck across the shoulders and, and just shatters through collapsing it in a pile. All right. So the last well skeleton goes down. Jazam kind of motions everyone to be quiet for a minute. And he, he seems to be peering out into the swamp to see if anything else is moving. I'll take a look out. Try look out too. While they're, uh, while they do that, I'll use the tip of my sword to pick through the bones, see if there's anything of value. Roll me a d6. Okay. Two. There is the the remains of what looks like a, a leather and a steel pouch uh, tied to the hip of one of the skeletons. It would have rotted off long ago, but it looks like the pouch kind of got stuck in the socket of its left leg, of the socket of the like the hip and the leg. 
Okay, I'll I'll go ahead and pick pick that up. Okay, uh, pulling out the what's remaining of this uh, this leather, it kind of just disintegrates in your hand, and uh, laying in your hand is a pile of uh, of old coins. You know, they're they're large and they're certainly ancient, uh, not similar to what's being minted today. Uh, the silver is tarnished, and they're kind of all stuck together. Excellent. Well. Take a closer examination later. Right after a full minute, uh, Jiazam lays down his hand and he looks a bit relieved. He says, ah, looks like it was just a small, small bit of them this time. Sometimes they come in swarms. You never, never be too careful. Come on, light's given away. We got to make the bridge and get out of the swamp before it gets too dark. I'll uh, pull out the two uh, arrows that I can, or I, I think I, well, maybe I just hit with one that's stuck. I'll retrieve whatever arrow I can before we go. Sure. Um, yeah, you can retrieve the one. The other ones that went wide or deep in the swamp. You bet. All right, good job, fellas, I say. I was about to help you, but my my foot got stuck in the stirrups, and I couldn't get off <laughs> in time. But um, I knew I could rely on you. Good job. Well... Samaj could have handled it all himself. He's an excellent swordsman. Oh, no, you got your fair shots into. Let's uh, let's continue on. Perhaps we can make it the rest of the way there without encountering any more of these fell creatures. Well, if you need any help, just let me know. <laughs> all right, Jowzan, I think we're good to go. Lead the way. Oh, yeah, he's already moving. <laughs> He's not waiting for us. Okay. Nope, nope. He seems to be moving faster, and only occasionally is he using his rod to test the ground beneath. Uh, on a few occasions, you guys do go like ankle deep uh, into a bit of the muck, uh, but he leaves you well, and soon you're out of the swamp onto more firm ground. The forest opens up a bit above you. Uh, you're noticing that you had spent a fair amount of time in the swamp, and as you're coming out, uh, you see the day's light beginning to fade you're probably just a few hours away from nightfall spent a, a very long time going through the swamps do we need to make camp anywhere or can we keep going for the time being i ask, I ask oh, there's a bridge not much further ahead i'd like to get across that bridge there's a old hunting cabin we can uh, set up in there i use it when i'm out trapping all right good lead the way hate sleeping out under the stars when I can I can help it. Yeah, I know the feeling. Half hour later of uh, travel, you uh, come to a stream and Jalzam leads you to an old uh, bridge. Uh, when I say old, it's, uh, it is of old stone construction. Again, it seems to be like the stones you found in the, the forest floor, the canopy that's been all buried by time. Uh, definitely made by an earlier civilization still seems to be very firm um jazam doesn't uh give you any pointers on how to cross it he seems to be very um aware of its strength but as you get closer to it you see that there is a, a crude sign uh that has been lashed to the edge of the bread with some vines and he stops for a moment puzzled looking at it and says oh this wasn't here before What's it read? It's in common, uh, though badly spelled, even for uh, the trade tongue. 
This is the bridge of woe. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> bridge spelled B R I J J. The bridge of woe. All Whoa. right. Do I see anyone named Tim? <laughs> no one named Tim, but as you stop there reading the sign, uh, there's a large form that unlimbers itself from beneath the bridge. And this is on the other side of the of the stream. Uh, it is a, well, it looks like it is, uh, you're not actually sure. Um, all of you here are Thiatian, yes? Except for the elf. The elf would know. This is definitely a troll. Uh, bridge troll. You Thiatians, uh, there, there are not too many trolls in, in your part of the woods. <laughs> It stands easily seven, eight feet tall. Hard to tell as it is uh, mostly hunched over from the hip up. It's got long, gangly limbs. Uh, it, its skin is kind of rubbery and has the greenish hue of the swamps about it. Carries a, a dense, well, it probably was a tree at some point, a short tree that it has ripped out of the ground and turned into a crude club. Oh, man. I've heard about these things. You can't kill them. Uh, I'm looking at the fighters. So uh, what are we going to do? Let me uh, let me try to parlay with it. Uh, yeah, but do it from a distance. That that is a reasonable suggestion. I'm um, I have in my backpack a torch, which I'm going to pull out and uh, light. Okay, uh, are you trying to disguise this? Are you trying to hide this in any way, or are you doing it well in the open? I'm going to do this um, well in the open. Okay. I'll, I'll call out to it. What language? Uh, uh, in trade. Okay. Greetings. Uh, it nods. It kind of crosses its arms, resting its hand on its huge club. Is uh, this your sign? Dodds again. and says, you pass, you pay toll. Otherwise, points at the river, you cross there. How much is your toll? I looks at you for a moment. How much you got? <laughs> wouldn't I, wouldn't Jalzan, he's crossed this bridge before. I say, hey, Jalzan, how much... Should we pay? Have you crossed the bridge before and paid a toll? Uh, shaking his head says, no, this is new. I have not seen trolls here in some time. I say, well, what do you reckon? How much should we, how much should we give him? Without, We don't want to pay too much, but we don't want to anger him. What's your feeling? The Jalzam kind of huddles with you so that you're, you're, you're not within earshot. Uh, you know, I don't think it matters so much what the cost is. It's most the shinier the coin, the better. I think it's a matter of respect. If I remember my troll right, I mean, they are an intelligent species and they do understand trade and barter, but more so, uh, it's respect they want. Are we talking silver or gold? What do you reckon? Shinier the better. Uh, side note, guys. Uh, the economy is silver-based. Gold is is the currency of kings, okay? 
So like if you're looking up prices in the book, if it says gold, think silver instead. Right. Okay. So silver's all we got, basically. Yeah, it's all you would have, uh, you know, as far as what's on your pouches. I mean, you know, the caravan carries some gold, uh, but you wouldn't have that on you. Well, if we paid Jalzan 10 silver, how much are we going to pay a troll to cross a bridge? I'm trying to do some mental arithmetic. Uh, I just ask, well, I asked Jalzan and um, Semaj. Well, that's the S. What do you reckon, guys? How much should we give the troll? Well, uh, Jazan uh, suggested the shinier the better, so I say we go through and see how many really shiny, polished-looking coins we have. Okay. I mean, we can always spit on them. Polish them up. So I think I think if we give him... Uh, so we can always try with like a low amount and then just go up from there. So maybe five really good shiny pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, yeah, let's make that offer. Yeah, right, you so can... you pull uh, your coppers and silvers. And so what do you come up with? So we're going to pull this between us. Like how we're going to divide this up. I can give you two. I'll give you two silver. My shiniest silver. Yeah, I'll toss in the three of my shiniest. And then I'd say I have like one that's really shiny copper piece. And I'll throw that in there too. Just a little, little extra. He likes shininess. Okay. All right. Uh, tell me how you present this. Uh, who's your spokesman? How are you doing this? Not me. That troll scares me. I ain't going anywhere near it. Well, Bradnor, are you uh, eloquent of tongue? Mm, I suppose. Perhaps you. I I take the the proffered uh, tolls and add some silver of my own. Venture forth on the mule a little bit. (laughs) Greetings, Sir Troll. How are you on this fine day? Nice. So uh, we'll role play this out, uh, but I want you to color it by giving me a roll. Uh, I want you to roll a d20 and try to get under your charisma, but as close to the number as possible. All right. I have a 14 charisma. And my roll is a four. Okay. Uh, so that, that would be a low success, but still a success. So, uh, yeah, he's into the conversation. So we'll, we'll uh, pick it up from what you were saying. Go for it. Um, we have an offering for you. We hope it is enough for the toll. Um, again, meaning no disrespect, I, I would like to approach and present it to you. Uh, he nods for you to approach and he kind of lays his club against the, the side of the stone, uh, of the bridge, but close enough that he could grab it quickly and kind of, uh, motions for you to approach. I ride up and I, uh, have the silver in my hands and hold it out to him. Nice. On the back of your mule, you know, it's still about a foot taller than you, uh, but you've talked nicely to him and you've presented him the shiniest of your medals. Uh, He pulls out uh, his pouch and uh, instructs you to drop it into his pouch. And I do so. He nods and uh, there's this horrible 
grin that just breaks his face and you can see these cracked teeth and like there's still bits of something in there that's squirming around and he uh it gives this horrible kind of fluttering laugh and it he slaps you on the back says you all right uh here got something for you uh he digs around in his pouch that you drop the uh, the coins in, and he kind of he pulls out three uh, wooden tokens. Uh, they've been crudely etched uh, with with some kind of glyph. He says, "Here, you get free pass next time. Good doing business." <laughs> we, I, I certainly appreciate it. Thank you, good sir. Troll gotta eat. <laughs> I understand. I I, <clears throat> I turn back to my. Uh, party and I say, uh, fellas, it looks like we're able to go. All right. All right, that's good. Tip tip my visor to him as we go through. And just... I'm gonna I'm gonna get in line as as I'm gonna you know enter my place in line as they ride past. Alright. He <laughs> waves you on by come back next time. You get free pass. Tell your friends Good bridge. <laughs> that is. That's nice. a nice troll. I'm just clutching. Yeah, I, I, as soon as we get down the road a little bit to where the troll can't see us, I, um, kind of Ralph a little bit over the side. <laughs> and I, I, I say, I, I'm sorry, folks. I, I just, I didn't know if my spell would put it to sleep. So I figured, you know. Just straightforward would be the best policy. Uh, Jelzam kind of nods and says, eh, it's actually very strange for the troll folk to be back in the region. Uh, they were ran out. <sighs> My grandpappy's day. Uh, they're not... They're not evil. I mean, you can trade with them. I remember tales from my pappy saying that they, they actually had a, a good relationship for a while. There was some kind of uprising. The new king... Didn't like the humans. Uh, we ended up having to chase him off. But before that, we got along all right. They've come down out of the mountains again, though. That's that's strange. Mm. Perhaps they have another new king. Mm. Or worse, something's driven them out. We'll have to look into that. Well, let's not get too carried away. I'm not the biggest fan of trolls. Let's just let's just focus on the the tower. Still, that one was mighty friendly. He might have had brothers that came down with him that aren't. Keep an eye out. That uh, cabin is not much further. We're losing light. I'm all for the cabin. I've had enough excitement for one day. I'd second that. It's not too long uh, before. He leads you off the side of the road into uh, the woodlands again. And the cabin he was talking about, uh, our elf friend is uh, proud to note that it is one that is in the canopy of the tree. It, uh, it's an old Cerulean elf uh, habitat, actually. Hmm. He has a trick. Uh, he, he goes to what looks like a dead tree uh, and starts poking around it. And uh, there's uh, he finds a cord that he yanks, and uh, a rope ladder drops from the canopy. It looks like we'll be safe in here tonight. Or do we need to have someone keep keep watch out overnight? 
Uh, it's always good to keep a watch. We should be safe enough in the treetops. There's not a lot here that hunts uh, in the trees. Uh, the spiders will stay away from us. I've uh, I've made a deal with them uh, over this cabin here, so we'll be safe from them. But there are, there are strange things in these woods since last time I've come through. Uh, strange things. They, uh, well, uh, that's my problem. Come, come, let's go. <laughs> All right, just... So how do we get up? We climb up this rope ladder into the... And what about the, the mounts? They just stay at the bottom like this? They should be safe enough there. Uh, again, it's probably what our watcher is <laughs> going to be spending most of his time doing is making sure any of the local fauna doesn't eat your mounts. Very good. Very good. All right. So I, I don't mind following him up. If, if Jalzan goes up, I'll follow him up. Yep, he's first up. Sure, I'll, I'll follow. I'd be happy to take first watch as well. I'm good with taking second watch. Well, I guess I'll uh, I'll prepare to turn in and take the final watch. Sure. Uh, up, upstairs, you've got a, a wooden floor uh, canopy over your head. It's not completely enclosed. Uh, there are slits in the walls where you can see out into the forest. Jalzam does pull up the rope ladder. Uh, there are hammocks that are set up. There's enough here for six people to sleep. Do I think the hammocks would hold me? <laughs> uh, you think so. They seem to be fairly sturdy, and the uh, the cord is new. It's not. Uh, it hasn't rotted. I- I'm going to test it a little bit when I sit down, and and you know, not. Not trusting it all the way at first. Since you're paying particular attention to it, uh, you do notice something odd. This, you don't know what it's made out of. It's it's almost, it's silk, uh, but not. It's very strong. Do I think it might be magical in any way? Uh, you have a high intelligence, right? Yep. Yeah, you're thinking it's actually spider silk. Uh, from those large, intelligent spiders. Hmm. Interesting. Well, wouldn't uh, Nesta be able to confirm this if he came up? Sure. Is uh, Nestor not up? Is he staying down? No, no, no. I sorry. Yeah, I came up. Okay. I was like, yeah. Hey, Nesta. What you? What's this stuff? What you making of this? We think it's spider silk, but we're not sure. Well, you know, I think uh, Jowzam might be the best one to be able to confirm that, but I, I can tell you it's not Elvish. Oh. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. I, I trade for the silk now and then. It seems to be uh, a, quite a useful material. Do you think that uh, the spiders would care to trade in, uh, in more of bulk, perhaps with a, a merchant? And perhaps. They have a, they have a fondness. Uh, well, <laughs> he starts laughing a little bit. And he says, oh, "Sorry, sorry. Uh, the way I found out this is quite a tale, but uh, they have a taste for alcohol." I see. It's rare that they get the rotted fruit that's fallen off the trees here. the The fruit trees have uh, been harvested or have died out over time. It used to be. 
a delicacy for them, you see. Excellent. Well, perhaps we can return with a good vintage and see if they may be interested in uh, a, a trade. You can find a merchant with a <laughs> strong enough constitution to bear their presence. They're not the, <laughs> the easiest uh, to deal with, but they, they are quite smart. Smarter than most give them credit for. What about you, Jowzam? Would you see yourself as a, a possible intermediary in the future? Uh, I'm getting a bit too old for this. I mean, I can I can introduce someone. How that fares from there, I can't say, but I, I'd be willing to make an introduction. Excellent. So while you guys are setting up, your uh, cartographer is going to work on some sketches, and he had been making uh, some notes about distance uh, along the way. No fire is set, uh, but the, the nights are uh, warm enough. So who's on first? That's that's uh, the elf. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn in then. Seeing as I'm taking the final watch. Yeah, I'm already out. Yeah, I've been out a while myself. All right, fair enough. Uh, first watch goes by fairly uneventfully. There is some motion out in the wilderness, but nothing large. Uh, small animals uh, going about their nocturnal business. Nothing seems to be bothering the mules, who don't seem to be skittish at all. Who's up for second? Uh, that'd be me. Okay. Also an uneventful night. Uh, forest noises, uh, you know, for those of you that are not used to being out in the countryside, is a bit loud uh, with eruptions of uh, of noise here and there but doesn't seem to spook the mules. Nothing seems to come close to you. And last watch. That would be me. Make me a wisdom roll. Uh, I got wisdom 14. Ooh. I got wisdom 14 and I rolled 15. All right. Um, it is uneventful uh, to your mind and things start uh, to, to get longer into the night, earlier into the morning. And uh, you're kind of lulled almost to sleep as the, the night sounds is something you've gotten used to. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not quite used to your voices yet. Which character are you? That's, uh, that's Jazzman, the thief. The thief, I mean, okay. the locksmith. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, the expert locksmith. <clears throat> yes. Probably a city boy. And That's so right. yeah, you've gotten to the point where these sounds have actually gotten quite lulling to you and you're, you're nodding off to sleep and, you know, it's, it's all very relaxing. Uh, what you're not picking up on is that uh, everything has suddenly gone very quiet, very silent. Bird calls have stopped. Uh, the small furtive motions in the forest have stopped. Uh, the mules below you uh, have pricked their ears and, uh, seem to be huddling together yeah i'm just dozing off dreaming of future treasures and glory um where are we in the night is the sun sort of coming up or is it still very much in the night uh it is uh you know it's a good hour or two before dawn all right so i'm completely clue so tail into the night uh and you are woken uh, by the sound of uh, one of your mules being savagely torn apart below you. Whoa. Uh, I look down. Uh, I know it's dark, but what can I see? What can I make out? 
Uh, <laughs> city boy, right? There's a pack of dogs that has descended upon your mage's mule uh, and is torn Uh-oh. it apart. The other mule has, got, has, has fled, has gone off into the forest. Uh, right, I wake the guys. I'm like, whoa, guys, wake up, wake up. The mules, they're being savaged. I can't. Uh, how big are these dogs from? These are really big dogs. <laughs> I'm not going down there. I just say, hey, guys, I, I, I go back in and I shake and I wake them up. Hey, guys, guys, guys. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, what's, go- what's going on? Pack, pack of dogs attacking the mules, uh, savaged. Um, they came out of nowhere. Didn't even see them coming. It all happened so fast. So, as the all, all of them dead, or had they ran off? Uh, I don't know. I just came in here straight away. It's a nightmare, a complete nightmare. But these dogs are huge. I don't fancy going down there. Bert, you, you said uh, to use magic uh, to be able to re-memorize it does not necessarily take twenty-four hours. Just rest. Yep, just rest. Uh, all right. If you're unwounded and you've got a good, safe place to rest. I'm going to cast sleep if I uh, can get an eye on the pack. Um, actually, Adam, you're playing the elf, right? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not a pack of dogs. That's a, a pack of dire wolves below you. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Those are big dogs. Yeah, that's all I saw. Dogs. Yeah, so those are, uh, my friends, those are dire wolves. And uh, it's a good thing they can't climb. All right. Uh, Jalzam, actually, when you say this, is get up. Dire wolves. No, it can't be. And he goes and looks down, and you hear him just like, just a string of curses under his voice. Well, um, what's the matter? They shouldn't be here. They haven't been here in uh, decades. They don't belong here. Something certainly seems to have changed since the last time where you were here. When was the last time you were here, Jalzam? Not not two years. Mm. So we got trolls and dire wolves. What else can we look forward to? Were leopards. <laughs> uh, what's happening then with the the dire wolves and the 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 mounts? Uh, it looks like one mule had fled, and unfortunately, our, our mage's mule has been ravaged. It, it's well, well, well dead. So it's but. A- how many of these dire wolves are there? Um, well, you can't see too well. It's still dark down there. Our elf can make out about, it's a pack of six. Looks like there's six. There might be more out there, though, but you see six immediately below you. Six? Well, from what I recall of dire wolves is that they're, they're more than a match for, for any one uh, strong swordsman. I I would suggest what's the chances of us just staying in here and being really quiet and then they'll they'll go away in the morning well i i don't know that's what i was thinking can't do anything about the mules might as well just go back to bed and try again in the morning i don't know i mean you're sure you're sure they can't climb and get up i'm not going to go back to sleep i can't sleep now with these direwolf things below us well, as it was your watch, perhaps that's best. Yeah, I told you they came out of nowhere. Didn't even see them coming. I, I, uh, I understand. Uh, um, let's let's see what happens in the morning. 
So you want you you want to let it go and not cast sleep? Yeah, my concern is that. Uh, well, don't you have a bow and arrow? You were pretty good against skeletons. Why don't you start shooting the wolves? Rad- Radnor. Yeah. Both of us, both of us could cast to see perhaps how much we might be able to. Perhaps between the. I doubt it's going to take out all of them, but we could probably take out a couple of them at least. We uh, we certainly, if the the fewer of these we might leave uh, trailing us uh, as we go to the tower, perhaps the safer we'll be. What say you? Let's get let's do it. So, uh, uh, how about you? You cast first, and depending on how many you're able to to take, uh, I will follow your your cast with my own. I just ask. I'm not much of a, a, a magic person, but like we've got at least an hour before daylight. How long are these wolves going to be out if you are successful? Well, if we are successful, I would uh, encourage us to uh, move them on to the next plane, as it were. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I trust your. I trust you in these matters. Whether we use our swords or bows, I would suggest that if if we're at all successful in rendering them unconscious, that we uh, kill them. These are, right. uh, but you got to make sure you get them all. Well, we'll 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 see what we can do, Radner. Let's uh, let's see what you have, sir. I will. <clears throat> let's see how many hit point or hit hit dice you affect. Go for it. All right, so I believe that's a 2d8. Yep. Big money, no whammies. <laughs> Looks like 13. Nice. Three of them kind of like in mid-gulping of, of donkey flesh, just kind of uh, pad, uh, pad around in a circle and lay down. So half of them. All right, and I'll follow that cast with my own. <clears throat> Go for it. Let's see. Nine. Two more. So there's one that's left um, and is looking a little oddly, like it's got its ears perked and it's looking at its friends that have just kind of gone to sleep. Uh, it figures it's won the lottery and pulls the rest of the uh, <laughs> the mule to itself and starts finishing the, the meal. I'm going to... Chow Zam, uh, does anybody else have uh, missile weapons? I'm just a simple locksmith. Ah. So I have a shoe if that counts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I suppose uh, I could throw a dagger. Jalzam speaks up, so it, its pack is down. We may not need to kill it. We can probably frighten it off easily enough. Let's, uh, on three, let's, let's, uh. How about we, um, I, I, got a, I got a torch. I can light a torch and throw it at the creature. Sure, certainly. I'm, I'll use my arrow, you use the torch. Yeah, if we shout real loud and I'll throw a flaming torch and you fire an arrow and we'll see what happens. Sounds good. Uh, whoever's shooting the arrow, go ahead. And as far as the torch goes, also make me a missile attack. Just to see if it lands where you expect it to. Uh, with my dex bonus, uh, I got a 15, which would hit a AC4, I believe. Sure, roll some damage. And as far as the torch, let's see if it doesn't land inside the hut with you. <laughs> uh, no, with my... I got 18. 
Oop, I rolled I rolled the wrong damage. Okay, go ahead. Reroll it. I don't want to set fire to the tree. <laughs> Two points. All right. Uh, yeah, it fails its morale save. It does. You get some damage, and there's suddenly a bright light next to it. So it uh, it basically it just uh, grabs the, the last of the mule and tears off with it. Yeah. All right, Samaj, uh, descend with me, and l- let's give the uh, the coup de gras to these sleeping wolves. I can give you a hand. I'll follow them down, and with my little dagger and. Do a little throat cutting. Yeah, uh, you make quick work of them. All right. Should we uh, give the other mule up, or should we uh, risk pursuing it in the in the wee hours? Here? I'm going. Yeah, it's dark out there. I'm not running off into the foliage. Yeah, that, that's that. That's not a good idea. <laughs> no, no. Birth is well trained. She'll come back once uh, Sin of the Wolf is out of here. Um, you guys mind if I take these pelts? Um, how valuable are they in this setting? They rumbles a bit. It's like, uh, I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, they're there. They'd bring a fair, fair amount of profit, but, uh, do you need, you know how to skin them proper so they don't go bad? Josem, how about this? If you prepare the pelts, uh, we'll let you. How many you pelts seem are like there? Five good pelts. You seem sure. like a fair and honorable man. If you uh, prepare the pelts and see them to market, uh, you can either give us three uh-huh. of the pelts. Yes, go on. I say he can take two pelts. We'll have one each. We, right. If if you give us three of the pelts or the uh, the coin that they might bring. Well, I, I don't carry that much coin on me, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go for those uh, that that division. Here, I'm going to start a fire and get to work on this. You all, you all rest up. A couple hours till dawn. I'll need that time to finish up these. My donkey should be back. She's a good girl. She'll find her way back. Yeah, she uh, she better. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, and get the rest so that I can study the magic again. Yeah, myself as well. I'm gonna. Um, I'm just gonna watch. I'm gonna climb back up to my position on lookout and resume my watch. I guess. And I'll take. Uh, oh, I guess I, my arrow is in that wolf that ran off. Perhaps so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bill, just gonna... so you know, uh, it was this is one of the options that I gave the guys at the beginning of the game for magic users or people that have to re-memorize their spells. As long as you get rest, that's an undefined amount. So it doesn't have to be like eight hours or 12 hours. If you get rest in a place that you're safe and you're not wounded, it only takes uh, one hour per spell level to renew spells. So a first level spell, assuming you can get some rest, is one hour. Nice. All right. Yeah. So Jalzam uh, lights a fire down uh, below the tree, safely away from the trunk, uh, and starts skinning and, uh, you know, uh, he can't really cure the uh, the the furs here, but enough that it's not going to rot on you on the trip back. Is he? Are these things going to smell and attract wildlife to us? That's no, opinion. no, no. I, I do a good enough job; they'll be fine. All right, you might carry mine for me until we get back. Well, we'll bundle them up and uh, we'll stick them up here in the tree. Uh, 
in the cabin while we carry on. We can pick him up on the way back. No need in encumbering ourselves. Do you have any um, any of the teeth from the um, wolves? Yeah, I can save you some. Yeah, I just fancy a little necklace or something. Always goes down well with the ladies back at the tavern. Got a story to tell. <laughs> well, so, they're so, big so, enough so. teeth. I'm sure you can string a fine tale about how you yeah. get them. No, of course. Nothing but the truth. So the next few hours uh, go by uneventfully. Uh, Dawn comes. Eventually, a very scared donkey does come back. So how much gear can we pile on the one donkey? Because don't we have a pile of of gear where the other donkeys were? Uh, You guys didn't actually kit up with very much. Uh, So the cartographer's pack is still there. Some of his uh, ink vials got broken by the attack, but enough of them are intact that it's all right. Uh, other, I mean, you really, nobody really loaded up on a bunch of, uh, provisions. So yeah, the one donkey can handle what you have left fine. All right. Looks like the, uh, looks like our magic user is going to get his cardio in from this point on. <laughs> Be reduced to walking there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not going to do him any harm. Uh, okay. So I'm guessing by this point, the sun is coming up and we're, Good to go. Yep, unless anyone else, uh, anything else they need to do, good to go. Uh, I take it we're going to eat breakfast of some sort, some rations before we head off. Well, it's up to you, folk. Uh, I got a fire here going. We can, uh, this wolf meat actually isn't bad. I cook up some of it. Shame to let it all go to waste. I'm going to spread it out around the woods so we don't attract critters, but uh, it's not bad. I'll go for some of that. Uh, I'm figuring it's going to take another two, three hours to to get to the ruins. I say let's feast up. All right. Well, he's cooked up some steaks, and uh, he's he's setting up some of the rest of it to make his jerky. Other than that, he's taking all the viscera, and he's taking it far away from the cabin and just kind of spreading it out in the woodlands for the rest of the creatures to have. Okay, good. So, yeah. Let's have some fine dining. Let's go. <laughs> a good hearty breakfast of uh, dire wolf meat. This is a new one for me. Never heard of dire wolf, so now I'm tucking in. Fantastic. So you get on your way. Uh, he's tucked some of the, the cooked meats away as well uh, for a meal later. And you guys are going through some heavier forest land again, but it's all solid ground. You seem to be well out of the marsh in the swamp land. All right, thanks. So, have we got the same marching order, so to speak? Yeah, I'll be up front with uh, Jazim. I might go in front of Radnor. He's kind of big and slow, and I want to be in front of him. I just kind of walk past him quickly and settle behind Nestor. All right. Uh, so as you continue on, uh, it's, it is, as he said, a couple of hours and you start to see on the horizon. Um, at first, it looks just like, like like an outcropping of stone pillars through the foliage. But as you get closer, you can kind of see uh, that there are towers, um, although this seems to be far smaller than what you were expecting. You know, you were told that Tintagel was a castle. 
Uh, this looks more like a smaller outpost or um, a garrison. Um, I, are you sure this is the right place, Jason? I was expecting uh, something a little larger. Oh, it's the beginning. Uh, I guess this was uh, maybe a lookout, uh, maybe our garrison hut, uh, uh, a watchtower, so, something. Uh, we're on we're on the grounds now. Uh, Tintigel proper is uh, further in. But I thought you, well, no one rightly explained to me what you were looking for exactly. I figured we'd start here. Is it worth investigating, in your opinion? Uh, well, um, why don't everybody make me a wisdom check here? Okay. Uh, wisdom 14 rolled 15. We're looking for under your wisdom, and then it's blackjack rules. So, like the closer, the higher the number without going over is best. Getting under is still good, but the higher the number the, is better. I rolled I, a one. Oh. Yeah, my wisdom is 11. I rolled a six. Okay, so a couple passes, uh, but nothing too high there. Okay. Um, so when I ask you to roll these checks, I, it, it's not like a it's not like a pass fail thing. I'm just kind of using it to to inform the narrative. Okay, so those of you that actually did get under your wisdom, Jalzam is. It feels to you like there's more to what he's telling you, um, but you you wouldn't say he's lying. It's just like he's holding back something uh, as he tells you. Well, um, yeah, there, there's there's things to be found here for sure. Uh, if nothing else, uh, you'll get an idea of what the uh, rest of the architecture is going to be like. It's all made of the same stone, all made of the same style. Uh, there's some stuff here of interest. Uh, okay, that sounds good. Everyone agree we should spend a little bit of time investigating this outer area? Yeah, I think that'll be worthwhile. Uh, okay. Jalzan, uh, lead on. All right. Uh, within a few minutes, you are in front of what looks to be, again, a ruin of some kind of small garrison, um, a watchtower, perhaps. It's got two central towers that are still standing. Um, two more look like they have broken over time. Uh, there is a large drawbridge uh, type of thing here, um, it, which is very odd because the ground here is very solid. You don't even see where there could have been like a riverbed at one time. Hmm. Uh, the, the wood is long since rotted out, uh, so it just leaves like a, a gaping entrance into the center. Um, you can The walls are cracked and crumbling as well, so like you can kind of see into it. Light streams down from more cracks in the ceiling, etc., uh, you can see a single stairway that goes up into the towers. Yep, pretty much a broken, craggy ruin. Uh, as you get closer, though, Jowzan holds up his head and says, Whoa, wait, wait! And he starts poking around the ground, and he gets down really close and starts looking. Uh, and he looks over to you guys and says, Be on your guard. There's, there's something large here. So I'm going to have my shield and sword at the ready. Um, anybody think their character would be particularly adept at woodcraft? Or would be just would be like a hunter or someone that would spend a lot of time in the woodlands? I come from the Dimerack Forest, if that counts. All right. Um, yeah, he would notice that. He, he 
kind of wave you over and point down. Uh, there's an impression of it's about the size like of a large man's palm, and it looks like a uh, like a, a feline print. Hmm. Oh, says it a bit and says it's old. It's not new. It may not perhaps be the were leopard or Could some do. other great cat. Could do. Hmm. Very good. We'll, well proceed with caution. <laughs> Extreme caution. The outside of the uh, the structure is it. Um, broken enough where it could be scaled by someone or is oh, it easily. Uh, uh, there there's so much woods and vines covering it there's lots of handholds if it looks safe enough uh i wouldn't mind giving a go climbing up there okay uh sure uh i'm not even gonna have you roll there's plenty of handholds you're not under any duress or time constraint so you can get to the top easily enough the roof is cracked in many places, so you can kind of see down into the courtyard below. Um, you can actually see down into several rooms. Um, some of the rooms have crates. There's there's bags, uh, well, sacks. Uh, a lot of them are burst open, and like there's you know mushrooms and foliage growing out of them. So you're seeing what looks like you know a couple of storage rooms. You're not sure what's in the crates. The crates, uh, for the most part, look intact here and there. All right, I'm interested in the crates. Not seeing anything moving other than a bunch of birds up here. Other than that, nothing really moving. Nothing moves. Um, I'd like to climb down the inside of the wall then. Make my way down. Okay. Uh, again, not difficult. So you're inside the courtyard. Um, so think of this as like a, a rectangle. Uh, there's going to be like a tower at each of the corners, although the two back towers are, are broken. The two front towers are more intact. And then at each base of the tower is like a room. Uh, the one that had the crates in, any room that had a crate in, uh, catches my interest. <clears throat> I'd like to make my way over. All right. What's everyone else doing? Well, uh, your friend here has scaled the outside and dropped on the inside. You can see him moving around on the inside through the cracks in the walls. I was just going to say, uh, Radnor is taking any opportunity he get to like lean against something and chill out. Cause if he's been walking, he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> Catching your breath and breathing hard. Yep. I'm just going to be watching uh jazz band through the cracks just to see if he might need some help at some point. He seems to be tracking uh, prints or something in the ground in the grass. All right. I'm going to um, unlimber my longbow. And uh, uh, where are we in relation to the, the entrance? Uh, other than our locksmith, everyone else is facing the front. Uh, so the front entrance. And you said the, uh, the wood was decayed. Yeah, you can see right into the courtyard, but uh, but it's still the uh, the gate is closed. I uh, know the gate's down uh, again. It was kind of like a drawbridge fashion, which again is odd to uh -huh. you because there's no river, there's no embankment or anything here that it would be used to cross. At least not uh -huh. now. Uh huh. But it's it's down in that we can walk across and in. 
Yes. Although, again, you're, you wouldn't be walking on the timbers. They're pretty much all decayed. You'd just be walking on the ground. But yes. Okay. Um, Samaj, are you are you holding back or are you proceeding in? Uh, I pretty much I'm going to take the opposite of wherever you're, you're at just to make sure the uh, wizard would be plenty covered. All right. How about I stay with the wizard? That way I could always... Um, shoot in um but uh that'll at least yeah, that, put that one, good. one sword up there with the thief yeah so i'll uh i'll switch around and move up locksmith right the I mean, human come on it's he said it m- millions of times he is a locksmith <laughs> 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 i mean he may steal you on his prices but <laughs> All right, so let's go back to our locksmith, and uh, you are in one of the rooms with uh, the crates. Yes, please. Um, how, how large is the crate up close, and what kind of condition is it in? Well, uh, they are made of wood, and you would have thought they would be rotted and wrecked now, considering how old the tower is. Uh, they seem to be actually in decent condition. You notice that they're they're varnished with something. They've got some kind of coating on the wood that seems to have protected it. Uh, they are old and the wood is, is thick and strong. Um, a couple of the crates have been bashed in. Uh, it looks like someone actually bashed them in to get at whatever was inside in those open crates. Uh, whatever was in there is gone, but there are a few that are still intact. I'd like to inspect an intact crate. Um, I just want to check that nothing looks dangerous on there. No nasty surprises. Ah, you're you're checking for traps. <laughs> <laughs> well, just as a in the scope of a locksmith, interested in his work. Sure. Um, I I roll these uh, so that you won't see whether you know just to so that you don't inform it one way or the other. So I'm going to roll. The way I do thief skills is uh, I treat them as a second roll. So like if anyone can look for a trap, anyone is able to look for a trap. Uh, thief skill has a uh, thief has a special ability to also find traps. So the first thing I would do is roll the general one d six that anyone can roll. Okay. Fail that. I will roll your thief skill. What is your percentage? Ten. Okay. <laughs> it good. looks like it just a very strong wooden crate. Uh, you notice that the design is old enough that they didn't use nails to secure it. There's actually wooden dowels. Uh, that just keep it all together. Uh, it is very old. Um, if I squat down and put my hands and very slowly, can I lift it or is it too heavy? Um, you can move it, but it is very heavy and you can hear things clink inside. Uh, it doesn't sound like metal clinking, uh, to your mind. It sounds more like, um, like pottery or clay clinking or fired clay clinking. Hmm. Um, can I slowly tip tip it over on its side so the lid is resting against the ground facing me? Sure can. And what kind of lock or what kind of fastening is holding it closed? It looks like the whole thing uh, is just uses wood pegs to hold it together. So you would need uh, some kind of instrument, uh, you know, something, a pry bar of some kind to pop open an end. I have my um, locksmith tools. I brought them with me. Yeah, let's assume that's got like a small pry bar. 
Um, or could it be? Yeah, I'm just gonna pop it in and try and open open the lid. But I'm standing on the other side, so the lid will open away from me. Yeah, good plan. Um, sure, you're able to do that. It's it's hard going. I mean, this the wood is has swollen shut over time, so it's even stronger of a seal than it was before. Um, and so you end up breaking uh, the top before the actual pegs come out, but you are able to remove it. And inside, uh, packed with what looks like um, some kind of dry straw or several clay vessels that have uh, wax and corked tops. Ooh. Okay, so what are the rest of you guys doing? He's been in there for a bit now, but, uh, you know, you saw him walk into one of the buildings and you hear him moving something around. He hasn't, you know, called out or and nothing seems to have happened, but he's been in there for a bit. I'm, I'm uh, watching the, sorry, the woods behind the structure with my bow out. All right. About the rest of you guys. I'm still just uh, keeping an ear out for the locksmith. Just to uh, make sure he doesn't suddenly heart, uh, holler out in pain or distress. All right. Uh, Jiao Zan comes back to the group after a bit, and uh, he approaches... Uh, sorry, I need to get the, the names down. Nestor um, says, well, I, I think you're right. It is a big cat of some sort. Maybe that were-leopard we were told about. It's These are old prints, though. It hasn't been through here uh, at least in a day or two. I think we're safe. I clap him on his shoulder. Good man. All right. Uh, you guys tell me what's going on. Radner, uh, would you care to proceed inside or do you need to rest further? Oh, no, I'm fine. <gasps> no, it, it's, it's been a little bit. I've caught my breath, you know. All right. Let's, uh, let, let's the three of us rejoin our companions. Agreed. Agreed, and I'm going to have my dagger in hand, by the way. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you hear the sound of uh, of uh, your locksmith prying off the top of a crate. <laughs> Anything of interest yet? No, nothing. Nothing to report. Um, meanwhile, how, how large are these clay vessels, and how many came out of the um, crate? Four of them packed uh, pretty tightly in the crate. Again, they're made of some kind of fired clay. Um, you know, you'd say they they would hold about a gallon of fluid, and that seems to be what's in them because you can actually feel something inside sloshing or moving. They're too big to conceal, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they're a little large. A little large. So I'm going to have to say, hey guys, I found some uh, some clay vessels could be of interest. Uh, why don't you come and have a look? Well, wh why don't we take a look at the uh, the other towers here, and then we can come back to it once we know this is uh, secure here. Uh, oh, you do that. I'm gonna open up a couple more more of these crates. <laughs> Very I mean, well. I don't, think, I don't think there's anything of interest, but uh, you can never tell. Well, if he wants to stay here while we look out, then that's his deal. All right. I'm going to switch from longbow to uh, sword and shield. Samaj, do you want to uh, 
to look at the other towers with me? Uh, yeah. So, uh, looking around, what do the other two towers look like? So the two intact towers, um, again, they are intact. They've got their roofs and they, uh, they go up several stories. Uh, so you really can't tell other than, you know, they they look to be physically sound. Again, they have two rooms at the base of the towers. Uh, the doors have long since just rotted out. So you can see into those rooms and they've got stairwells going up into the tower. The other two shattered towers, uh, still have the little buildings below them. Um, one of them is where your locksmith is currently going through some <laughs> of these wooden boxes. The other one has a, a stack of sacks in them. It looks like it might've been an old, um, storehouse. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about, uh, that one, the one that looks like the, uh, the old, uh, storehouse? Certainly. Um, Chow Zam, do you want to keep watch here while Radnor and Samaj and I take a closer inspection of the the tower here? He pulls out his pipe, um, kind of rumbles around for a bit before his son offers him his uh, tobacco pouch and uh, he fills it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yep, Holler so. if you need us. Yeah, I'll just uh, start walking off that way. All right, so what what are you going to explore first? Uh, the two rooms below the two intact towers or the room with the sacks? Uh, yeah, I'll check the one with the sacks. Okay. Um, again, these sacks have been here for a very long time, uh, and there are things growing and out of them, uh, like uh, mushroom spores had gotten into many of them, and they've, been, they've just burst open, and mushrooms have kind of taken over. Uh, Give me uh, a wisdom check. I see a seven under eight. Oh, nice. Um, You do notice something um, that stands out just a little bit. Uh, I mean, you've got this stone architecture, very old stones, uh, very strong looking stones everywhere. Uh, It looks though that like some portions of the floor are a little different. And as you get a little closer and look around, there's definitely what looks like there, there's a door beneath these sacks of uh, whatever they were. All right, then I'm gonna holler out of holler at uh, Nestor. Say, hey, I think I found a uh, a tra- trap or uh, false door down here. Oh, excellent find. Well, uh, before we go any further, perhaps we should let our locksmith friend uh, finish with his business. So you find three more intact uh, crates. Are you going to pop them all? Is that myself? Yes. The locksmith? Um, no, I'm just going to, I mean, it, it probably contains some kind of wine or some kind of drink. Is that what I, I can gather just from a cursory glance at these? You really can't tell. They are not marked in any way on the clay. Uh, the fluid inside, um, I mean, it's fluid. I mean, you don't know what it is unless you want to pop a cork. Um, not just yet. Um, I kind of look up from the the vessels and I, I realize I'm kind of on my own. I'm getting a bit freaked out. So I, I make my way to join my companions. 
All right. Uh, that could be around the time that, uh, you know, it was called out that there's a door. All right. Oh, well, anything, uh, any further time you need there? Uh, jazz band. Uh, what's this? I found some kind of door or something. Yes. Yeah. Looks like Samaj has found something. Yeah, it's uh, over here underneath these uh, sacks. Uh, point out. It's like you can see how the colors just don't quite match up with the rest of the floor. Ah, interesting. As, um, as my job as a locksmith back in the city, sometimes people would try to conceal things. Uh, I've had some experience with this kind of stuff. Um, I'll just have a, a quick look. Leave it to the professionals. Indeed. All right, so you take some time to clear off the bags, <clears throat> whatever they were at one time, long since gone, and it's just you know overgrown with fungus now. Um, and what you want to uncover is that there is actually a steel door here or a metal door uh, that has like a, a facade of stone on top that would have, would have concealed it were it in good condition, but over time it has warped and rusted a bit, and so it's making that gap in the floor that you noticed that wasn't quite the same. Right. Uh, the first thing I do is just run my hands over the top and I'm checking for anything dodgy or dangerous. Uh, yeah, uh, you do find something uh, dodgy and dangerous. Uh, it is trapped. Uh, fortunately, you note that the trap has succumbed to time as well. Uh, you, you see where there is a mechanism, uh, there would be a nasty little dart that would have fired out to anyone who tried to just open this without knowing it was there. Uh, the dart and the mechanism have long since rusted though. Okay. Uh, I just tell, Hey guys, looks like at one time this was kind of booby trapped, but, um, we don't have anything to worry about right now, but that means there could be something interesting down here. What do you say? Oh, yeah, definitely if it was worth locking up. Okay, um, I'm just going to try and get this open using my <clears throat> locksmith tool kit, which I brought with me. <laughs> trademarked. Yeah, trademark. yeah. Um, so I can, I can just check everything and pop this open, I guess. All right, well, as you set to work on it, uh, Jalzam comes in and he shakes his head and just kind of under his breath, but not really trying to hide it. Just says, huh, we never found that. <laughs> um, so you find after some time working on the door that it is, uh, it's well, the metal is rusted and swollen. You're going to have to break it to get it open. I mean, there's, there's no hinges of any worth to talk about being left over. It's just going to have to be ripped off. All right, I say, uh, okay, fellas, um, there's no locks or anything I can mess with here. Everything's rusted. You're just going to have to use brute force. Uh, it looks like it's a job for um, for you guys, really. I don't know if um, Semaj, you just want to smack it. It's not dangerous in any way. Just give it a smack and break through. Well, I was thinking, uh, looking over at uh, uh, Rad Ragnar. You can sit on it. Yeah, I just I just want to say, hey, why don't you uh, walk over here, try just uh, standing on, and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you? Do you walk over and stand on it? Yep. <laughs> nice. 
Um, okay, so at first, uh, it kind of groans a little as you stand on it, but it seems... I'm ready that... to leap off of it if it feels like it's going to give. <laughs> oh my um, I'm not sure how much he can do. <laughs> yeah, make can, we tie a rope to you? Well, if you want to get pulled in, yeah, tie a rope to you. <laughs> I'll tie an extra one onto it just for safe measures. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it. My dex is five. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's well over. Uh, so at first, it doesn't do anything but groan, and you kind of you know kind of shift your weight back and forth, and then there's the sound of like just tearing, screaming metal as the floor drops below you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right, uh, yeah. So uh, you are abruptly stopped. It's not a huge drop. Uh, you're you're knocked to your butt. Uh, you're not going to suffer damage from this, uh, but it was rather startling. Yeah, that is looked down. It's like good work. Don't mention it. And so, what you have below you is uh, it was uh, a room, uh, but more importantly, there is a a door frame that kind of leads down. Uh, you seem to have found uh, a subterranean entrance to some catacombs of some sort. And we'll go ahead and we'll call it there for tonight. Uh, we usually run these for two hours, Bill. Cool. All right, sounds good. You have found your first dungeon in the Dungeons <laughs> <Dragons> game. <laughs> yeah, what a way. Hey, All right. Thanks, thanks again, nice. Bert. Uh, if you guys will hold game, on for man. just a minute, uh, go, we'll go ahead and cut the recording here. But if you guys can stay on, we'll go ahead and divvy out experience. <laughs>